try to find some time for yourself and do something creative, uh, some kind of creative outlet uh, to kind of let steam go and uh, kind of, yeah, put away any type of work and just, just be free, you know, take some time for yourself, maybe do a little something creative. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Susan Manis, an artist, mother, and a new children's author from Dale City, Virginia. She recently published a children's book called The Land of All Work and No Play, about a young boy learning some life lessons. This book has been a very personal and special project for Susan, as it is a tribute to her late mother who inspired her to create the book. Susan in this episode is telling us about the book and the process she went through along the way. Let's listen into this episode as Susan describes her process. Susan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Susan is a really, she's a sister of my really good friend, Errol Erdeman. We had Errol Erdeman in season one of the podcast, uh, really amazing human being. He's moved away. So we talked in the green room about how, you know, we kind of miss him because he's in a different state now. So Susan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on. Okay, well, so about myself, I am an artist, um, illustrator, and I'm a recent uh, new author of a children's book. Congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I want to talk about that and kind of how I got to the, got to that point and why I decided to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I originally started out just doing art and I've just always loved being creative. Mm -hmm. Did all different types of art mediums. And yeah, so from there, I wanted to create something. And this gave me an opportunity to use my talents, art illustration, mm -hmm. um, along with storytelling. And this is yeah. something that I've done. This is a personal, this is something per very personal project to me. Mm. Other than that, I, you know, I have a regular full-time job and other things, but uh, yeah. So if I, you know, I found some time to create something, you know. That's really amazing. What inspired you to go in the creative space? Was that something that you've been doing for a while? 
Well, and if you're talking about just being creative in itself, mm-hmm. I always kind of try to find time. I, I do have a family. I have four little ones. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to find yeah. time to be creative. Absolutely. You know, uh, because, you know, they can't, you know, you have something to do with them and which is great. But I've always been an artist since I was little. I went to art school. Luckily, I had supportive parents. Mm-hmm. It was very helpful. That helped me to really pursue my art. And after that, yeah, it's just trying to find times to do creative things. I think as an artist, you know, you need that. And it could be just here and there whenever I find time. Yeah. Uh, it could be just little things, um, maybe drawing or making something out of your hand, you know, by hand uh, when I can. You know, now that I have kids, it's a lot harder to do that. But I just, you know, trying to make some time uh, yeah. in, in other in ways or doing freelance work in the arts. Yeah. Did you also in- encourage your kids to be creative and, you know, do painting and stuff like that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and they do. They like to do it. They um, they do our class. And whenever they make something, I think it's great. Uh, I don't try to push them one way or the other. I like them to just have fun. Yeah. You know, and just create what they feel in, in the moment. And I love it. I love to see it. I think it's great. Yeah. So they like to play around. And I I think I see some stuff there. You know, I don't know something in the blood, but um yeah, I just love it when they have fun and like to create things. All right. So that's pretty cool. Where so you mentioned earlier that you, you know, you you grew up in Virginia. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, a little bit about how is it growing up with Errol? Maybe we'll, we'll pick a little bit on Errol over here. Oh, look at this. Well, so yeah, I mean, we grew up together, you know, in Virginia, and uh, they're very close, I think, as growing up. You know, as we're younger sibling, you know, at each other. But uh, I think as we grew up older, we, you know, we came close. And yeah, he inspired me a lot with things, you know. I think he also helped me to inspire me too, also to to do the book and think other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So That's luckily, cool. you know, it was nice when he was around and things, but, uh, so keep in touch. You know. Yeah. So, I know he's right. And stuff. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so during the pandemic, this was probably when you had some more time, right. To work on your, on your book and your art and illustrations. Was that how it inspired, you know, it inspired you to find more time to start working on this thing? Yes, it was actually the pandemic that made me do the book. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, year for years and years, I have been saying that I'm going to do this. This was, so the book is actually for my mom, our mom. Mm-hmm. So our mother passed away uh, in 2006. And she was, she was very talented. She was an artist. But her thing was she was a writer. Mm-hmm. And when she passed, she left uh, left the story, left these other little, these wonderful things behind. And even when she was around, she would tell us things and stories. And so for years, I had wanted to do something to honor her, you know. Um, and I know that she would want she had wanted to her stuff to be out there as well. But it was the pandemic, really, ironically, that was when I had time to actually mm. sit down and do it. Yeah. Because I've always been so busy 
doing so many things. And when the pandemic hit, you know, everything shut down. And I really wasn't working. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's kind of turn this around and let's just let me focus on this book. So then every day I was just doing drawings, illustrations, and just different things. And I finally, you know, put together, but it was just, it's crazy because years and years I've wanted to do this. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. once the pandemic hit, I finally kind of had the time. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's almost like we need a t shirt that says, Pandemic made me do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's true. I, it, you know, when it hit, you know, a lot of bad things happened, of course, you know, and it, yeah. it affected a lot. But yeah, it did kind of make you want to stop and kind of reassess, you know, and look at everything, you know. So yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing. So the the illustration, the the book is about your mom, and you have stories in there. So you're telling a story along with these illustrations. When is it coming out, and what kept you motivated and cr- keep creating? You know, keep putting more and more stuff in it. Did did you get input from your family, input from your brother, your siblings, and whatnot? Yes. So the book is actually one story. And it's a story that it's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. So it has some of her words in it, but it, it's kind of my telling. So it's a story that she would kind of tell me and my brother mm-hmm. before we'd go to bed. It was like a okay. bedtime story. Yeah. And I always thought that it was a really good story. It was very original. I think it's original. You haven't heard it before. And it kind of, I don't know, it spoke to us. And I, we've always enjoyed it. Even Errol loved it. So he, he thought it'd be a great idea also to do it. Yeah. And what kind of got me going and motivated is, I don't know, just in the back of my mind, it's just thinking about my mom. I mean, really, she's a driving factor. And also something to leave for my, my family as well. Something that can have something for my kids um, to kind of to see and look back like, oh, this is kind of like from grandma, you know, um, from your mom did this. Yeah. So I think really back in my mind is thinking about her and how I really wanted to do this. And I thought it was something for my family really motivated me and like pushed me to keep doing it. And she always supported me too. She, you know, when I felt down or didn't feel, you know, feel like maybe I can't do this. She always supported. She's like, no, you know, put you, if you put your mind to it. You, you're going to do this. And so the back of my mind, I mean, just kept thinking about that. And yeah, it really motivated me. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's true, right? Our, our parents are really supportive no matter what we do. It's something that our kids get to create. I mean, I have three kids myself. And, you know, <laughs> when they create something, you know, they're proud of it. And then we have to be proud of it as well, because then it gives them the encouragement to keep going down that path and, you know, creating uh, works of arts. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you have three little ones yourself? I do, yes. I have a 12-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 4-year-old daughter. Oh, my gosh. I have a 12-year-old. Nice. I have a 7-year-old and a 6-year-old. Okay. Oh, yeah, around the age. Around the same uh, age. That's awesome. So you know what it's like. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's a little quiet in the house right now because they're all gone out with, with their mom. Um, oh. On the We have some evening classes that they go to. Oh, nice. Awesome. So that was really awesome, Suzanne. (laughs) Thank you you so much for sharing, you know, your origin story, you know, where you come from 
and your passion for arts and creating new things, you know, really wishing you the best success in <laughs> launching your children's book. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I had my son, you know, go down that same path where he created a story and we're like, we need a character and we need a story. So he's like, all right, we have a character here. <laughs> and it was just a little stuffed animal that my, my younger son had. And Aww. he always called him Cuddles, was like a polar bear. So Aww. then my older son took that polar bear, created this six-page illustration, you know, I'll just drew it out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now we got to turn it into a book. So we went and <laughs> looking for an illustrator online. Oh. And we're like, okay, who can illustrate this the best way to, you know, find an authentic style of, of illustration? Mm -hmm. So then we found an illustrator about about a month later. You know, we were completed the book. The book was complete, but it wow. took me another three months to actually publish it on Amazon. So now it's on Amazon. My son, who's twelve years old, is a published author. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And wow. he's already got a second That's and a incredible. third book illustrated and, and colored. We just need to, you know, find an illustrator or go back oh to the same goodness. illustrator and, you know, create this. So having <laughs> access to technology, having access to, you know, what's possible in mm -hmm. this day and day and age is, is pretty amazing. That is so amazing. So now that you yes. tell me that you're an illustrator, maybe you can illustrate some books for us. <laughs> Uh, sure, I would love to. That would be great. Yeah, you let me know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, what's the name of your book, and how can people get to it? And then before, no. And then after you you share that, we're gonna go on a break, and then we can come back and share three hacks to take away that um, that people can learn from this book. Get burned out from working all the time, and there's always work. And I know the land of all work and play. Why do we need to do all the work? Why can't you know do it? So Susan, take it away. And so pretty much, they self, you can find it online. It's pretty demand. Actually, have a website lives. too that goes directly to me. It tells okay. a bit about the book, so about me, about and uh, that um, one you can go to. I, I guess links. is also, you to can find it. Try to find some time. A site called bookbaby.com. Something creative. Okay. So that's actually a publisher uh, of the book. Creative outlet. So they have their own uh, shop. Kind of let Steam go, and some other sites that you can go to. Put away. You can go to Target online. Just be free. Find it. Take some time for yourself. Bookshop. Maybe do a little something creative. Yeah. There's also. I guess another hack too is kind of. So yes, the book, there's a few um, different message online portray with the book is that even though it says the land of all work and play, really the underlying message is to kind of be thankful for what you will take you directly to my page. Don't take it for granted. You can purchase it through there as well. Yes, and I think that a lot of times we can, and especially too, this is a children's book and it's kind of based off of a little kid. It really could be any kid. Awesome, I see. And you know, sometimes I think kids they take things for granted. You know, get things too easily. You know, we give them everything, which you know we do because we love them and we want to. But I think sometimes kids don't realize that you know how many how good they have it like you know that they they have a roof or they they have someone to care for them and you know that's kind of the underlying message is kind of don't take this for granted um if you you know if you do or you're going the wrong path you know there is stuff that is out there uh it is fictional um i don't want to give too much away with the book of course uh but i i hopefully you'll get the kind of underlying message that in the end, uh, I think the boy realizes that he has a pretty good at home. 
And yeah, you shouldn't take granted and live, live, each day, live each day to the fullest. You may not have another one kind of thing. I love that because uh, <laughs> we here at Hacks and Hobbies, we have a ton of hobbies. And that helps <laughs> us keep the, you know, all the work and no play kind of to the side because we will bust out our Lego sets and our, <laughs> you know, our woodworking and our beekeeping and our cycling because life is more than just work. You know, it you got to mm -hmm. have a more holistic view of what we do with life. And, uh, you know, I love that. I mean, reading the description here, it's, it's really fascinating, you know, following along as a young boy learns the importance of treating others with kindness and appreciating everything. And you're right, you know, we got to appreciate what we have, being content with what we have, because, and that's the situation with my kids, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm going to want them to eat their food and they don't <laughs> want to eat food. And, I, you know, I try, right. try to remind them, hey, uh, you know, there are kids in the world that don't even have a roof over their heads. You know, exactly. It's it's really really insane how 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 good we have it, right? Mm -hmm. So trying to teach those lessons to our kids because you know there are kids and we want them to succeed in this world. So having these stories or, or having these um, experiences is is so so important. And then um, living the best life it's you know possible in the space that we have available is also so, so important. So thank you so much for sharing the three hacks that we can take away. It's always applicable, no matter what age you are at. Yes. <laughs> we're all, we're always learning too. I think, you know, that's how life is. It's just, you learn yes. every day and uh, you try to grow, you know, as a person, I think it's a lifelong. It's a lifelong yeah. journey. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely. All right, Susan. So this is a point of episode that we, we ask these fun little questions okay. to our guests and see what we get. <laughs> so first question, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? So I know I mentioned something airbrush, mm. but I was thinking more and I was thinking stained glass. Stained glass. So, so uh, yeah, I've glass. always, I've always been fascinated by glass and mm. how they make it. I think it's really cool. And I love stained glass too, because you can do so many different patterns and designs and so beautiful. I could just light. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to get into that. <laughs> nice. No, stained glass are, are, are very creative um, way of representing what you love to do. So that's, that's definitely top, top notch skill to have. Uh, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? So when I wanted to be a child, so when I was young, we used to watch kind of old movies, mm -hmm. kind of the black and white stuff. Uh, well, I did with my mom and I looked up to an actress called Shirley Temple. Now, some people might not know who that is. Do you know who mm -hmm. Shirley Temple is? I've heard of the name. I don't remember what she looked like. Well, she was a child actress. I can't remember, but it was like an old black and white film. She did singing and dancing. And I was little. I was like, oh, my gosh, this little girl is a star. Yeah. I want to be just like her. I want to be in the movies. I want to dance. I like to dance. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, yes, I want to be just like her when I grow up. Of course, I never really got into the acting stuff because I actually found out I was stage fright mm -hmm. when I did my first play. So 
I don't think that's going to work, but I do like the dancing. But yeah, I, I looked up to her, this little girl. I was like, I'm going to be just like Shirley Temple. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Uh, that's a hard one. I like a lot of, uh, a lot of shows. A lot of you like shows. So I guess, let's see. I, I'm into fantasy, sci-fi. Okay, so there's a show I really like um, called The Witcher. I'm into the okay. sci-fi kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so like that, or I like period stuff. So I guess, mm. I, yeah, like kind of period shows or kind of sci-fi supernatural things. Yeah. Did you see The Grim? Oh, that was good. Yes. That was a good one. I, mm -hmm. I, I need to go back and catch up on that one. That was a good show. All right. So fantasy, sci-fi, stuff like that. That's like yeah, it. it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, same here. I, I like a lot of sci-fi and, and fantasy. Oh, uh, nice. Right now I'm watching... What am I watching? I just finished watching The Moon Knight. Oh, me too. That was really, I really liked it. Yes. It was really good. Really well done. That interesting uh, ending to the series. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the whole Marvel universe is my favorite. Oh, yeah. We I just saw um, Doctor Strange, the multiverse. Oh, yeah. so I need to good. go watch that. I've been, I've been <laughs> holding off. I need to go see oh. it. All right. Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, if I could be any character in a movie, well, so I do like the superhero movies. Mm -hmm. And my favorite superhero, I guess, well, I love Wonder Woman. I mean, mm -hmm. heck, if I could be Wonder Woman uh, yeah. or something like that, or I love The Flash, could be a girl mm -hmm. Flash. There's a girl Flash, you know. So I yeah. guess it'd be fun to be in, a, in one of those, in a superhero Marvel movie. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, lucky for you, I can ask you the next question. Who is your favorite superhero? <laughs> uh, well, my favorite hero, I guess, of all time is The Flash. <laughs> mm. I just love that. Uh, the, so the speed. You can go yeah. so fast and you can go pretty much anywhere in the world and be back uh, in like a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just always been, I just always have loved the Flash. I feel like if I could be any have any superpower, that's the one I want. Yes, you, you can also time travel with that. So that's right. Yeah. He he time travels and and <laughs> he solved multiple problems and created even more and problems. More problems. <laughs> <laughs> right, you shouldn't time travel. I know I know that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I shouldn't. Do Watch it, only but... sci-fi movies. Do not time travel. <laughs> exactly. They all talk about it, but it's so fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I have the Back to the Future, uh, the Back to the Future DeLorean back here. I just oh. Put it, put it back down. It's the, the new Lego set that just came out. Oh, I I got, I'm obsessed it. with Legos. So I I have the Ghostbusters uh, oh, nice. car. Nice. I built that. And I think I might do the, uh, yeah, what is, the one DeLorean that you just did. Yes. The DeLorean I love Back one. to the Future. Um, yeah. Yeah, didn't they think that that was going to be how it is now with the float, the the cars and uh, the skateboards? Right, it should be like that now. It should be. Yeah, we we are in that time. <laughs> we just we just haven't uh, had anybody been able to create the technology that they you know <laughs> foresaw. 
yeah. in the year 2000. <laughs> um, last question. If you are a board game, what would it be? I love board games. Mm-hmm. So let's see. If I was a board game, that's a good one. Uh, what would I be? Well, let's see. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's funny because I played a lot of board games and never really mm-hmm. thought about what I would be or guess I'd like. Um, yeah. So one that I like, okay, I think comes to mind right now. Settlers of Catan. I don't know why I'm doing that, but that's a good. <laughs> it is a good strategy game, and and you've got to you've got to manage a lot of different towns and a lot of different ways, and you have four kids, and you know. <laughs> right there, you go. There is one that's fun. It's Labyrinth. This is a mm. board game. I don't know if it really would it quite would mean if I was this game, but I guess I just like those games and yeah, Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nice. Well, you shared the link for the book already, so we'll be sure to drop that link in the show notes so people can go and get your book and uh, any other ways people can contact you. So if you go to the landofallworkandnoplay.com, on there there's a contact, and you can go there and you can send me a message that way, and I will reply uh, so we get that. And... Yeah, so I'm sure my contact email on there. Or they can email me at, uh, I have another one, mcreativeentertainment.com, which is another email that I use for my other business. But they could do that as well. Awesome. Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time. We wish you the best of luck with your book. And I'm sure there's more coming down the pipe. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is great. And yeah, there may be down the line another book. We'll see. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Susan Manis. It's a lot of fun. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.